one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters. I'm your host, podcaster Belle Crawford, and on the show, it's a chit-chat episode, which feature in between our guest episodes. Let's have a check-in. I was feeling burnt out, and I wanted to share what I've been doing to make myself feel a lot better, because we are forever in our self-care era, right? Plus recommendations for personal development and pop culture, what I've been watching, listening to, and reading. Now, first of all, we've had some incredible guests on, and You'll actually find out in this episode who's coming up next because they're an author of a really incredible book I've been reading, but we haven't really had a proper chance to check in on the podcast, so I thought we could do that, we could have a chat, we could uh, run through what's been happening so far this year. Now, I'm feeling a lot better now, but I had been feeling quite overwhelmed and burnt out recently. I think a lot of people can relate, you know, the start of the year, while you think you may be fresh and everything, everyone's got things going on, we're just doing our best. So I was feeling quite overwhelmed and just needed to rest, restore my energy a little bit while also keeping on working and usually I'm absolutely fine and that's what I think you can get a bit not mad at yourself but you sort of compare to when you're really efficient and you're able to do everything and you feel okay and you compare to those weeks when potentially you're not as you know at the same level. I'd been feeling pretty good for the start of the year you know just easing into it kind of came around quickly and I'll talk through some things I've been focusing on health wise which have been really helpful and I started actually doing that last year. I wouldn't say I'm like an unhealthy person but there were definitely things I was tweaking and we'll go through that soon. So eased into the year, had my birthday, was feeling pretty good and then quickly you get into the swing of things, things get faster, we're all juggling things. I work so I do work freelance um, but I also work for myself so I'm juggling a few different jobs which I'm not complaining about Um, I'm very grateful and it's what I do and I'm I'm so grateful that I get to do what I do and usually that's all swinging well and then at times you know what it's like everything sort of is busy at once so I just found the juggle of it all yeah you feel vulnerable saying like you're struggling with it I was able to keep up with my work but mentally in my head I was just feeling like overwhelmed and stressed in my body and not as fast as I can be but I've learned over time and through doing this podcast and through my own learning that we're not robots we're not going to feel the same every day and you go through patches side note I want to look into it because I swear that you know I hear people talk about different parts of your cycle you feel different ways and of course we know that's true and then people talk about working in with that and I never really looked into it too much but I find the week before my period I feel really like can get shit done really fast and efficient and then sometimes I don't know if that's to do with the burnout thing where you're not so much so anyway I was feeling a little tired and was focusing on okay let's restore this Let's get myself feeling good while also still having to function and work and everything. So being really mindful about my time. I think things for me sort of 
really took a turn and this is what I look back now and I know was what started this for me, this little, I guess, burnout patch was the lack of sleep. So my boyfriend was away for a weekend and on the weekends, I love to be a little naughty rebel and stay up late, whether that's watching things, getting deep in a TikTok hole. And I did that three nights, maybe four nights in a row and just didn't get enough sleep. And you know what it's like when you don't get enough sleep, you just can't function the same, literally. And then I had a busy patch where I had multiple projects at the same time, you know, freelance work and my own stuff was pretty busy juggling it all. And I would get to my desk at a certain point of the day and I just would feel anxious. My heart would be beating and it's kind of ironic because I'd recently put out that anxiety toolkit episode and that's not to say that because you share something and I I want this to be you know with anything I do with the self-love club it's something we're always working on right you never hit a peak point um, where it's like it's gone I love myself I don't experience these things we're humans they they come up from time to time and it's I guess that talk gets really important of these are the things we do, whatever works for us and building that so you know. But then also the stuff outside of those times is so important as well. I was physically too busy to really post much outside of that anyway, but I recognize that when you're burnt out or you know not feeling so good, you've got to get really practical about your energy. So where are you spending it? Um, what are you doing? You can reserve and restore your energy. So for me, you know, people might think, oh, posting online. But if it's part of your job, you know, I was just posting what I needed to for work, for episodes, you know, getting content out. But apart from that, I didn't have the energy or the time to be doing that. I was working on deadlines. I was trying to get myself feeling better. I was doing all the self-care things. So I did that and I really focused on that in a while. And I think it's something, I mean, I've kind of been doing it a little bit for a while, but I will continue to do. And I've created more space in my morning. So I'm going to get to that soon. You may or may not know from listening to previous episodes that I got diagnosed with ADHD at the start of last year and Anna, who I've had on and will come back on soon, we both got diagnosed around the same time. One day we were having coffee, this is my friend Anna who features on our podcast, she was like, I got diagnosed, I was like, oh my god, same. So we kind of both went through that process at similar times, so we thought it would be really cool to, you know, chat about our experiences and we do have similarities And things we've experienced as well, you know, with our mental health, anxiety, we've both had previous eating disorders, which is really common among people who have ADHD. Now, if you don't know what ADHD is, it's called Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, although the name is wrong and experts sort of agree with that because it's not that we don't have enough attention. In fact, we have too much, but it's an executive function thing where it doesn't know where to put the energy. So a lot of experts think that they should change the name. However, that probably won't happen. And I think there's a lot of not enough understanding of what exactly it is. We have this idea that it's naughty boys in a classroom. And if you have ADHD, obviously you want to learn about things. But I think everyone needs to listen and learn about information about neurodiversity and how other people work, because this may be something you experience in your family if it's not you or your children, um, especially because it does run in families. I come from a family essentially of Everyone in my immediate family, or mostly everyone, has been diagnosed. And then you can look at your extended family as well. There's also a lot of misinformation, but also the fact, like I touched on before, that we have seen uh, girls, like women as girls, were not identified as having it because their symptoms look different. It wasn't always as hyperactive outwardly. It can be the inattentive, but also hyperactivity, I've learned, can be 
mentally in your head in your body you can't sit still it doesn't necessarily mean that you're being wild and moving around heaps that can show up in different ways so and so a lot of women you are seeing as adults when they're getting their kids diagnosed or before that you're seeing a lot more people having it happen now and there's some criticism that it's this trend but it's really not it's quite a relief when you get diagnosed and I can reflect a year on now it's a relief But then you almost go through a little bit of a grieving process because you feel really bad for your past self. And at the same time, knowing that, you know, you shouldn't focus on that because you can't go back, can't change things. You need to start thinking forward. But it's interesting, a year on from being diagnosed, I think I have reflected more and feel a little bit sad for that past me you know the person who didn't know these things about herself and other people didn't know and then ended up in certain situations and I mean we can overthink you know I said this or I did this at certain stages of your life and you can feel a little bit embarrassed but you didn't know and you know I've been pretty fortunate in my life but the really sad thing about people who have ADHD is their outcomes aren't always as good you know there's higher numbers of people with ADHD in prison populations not able to get things done or achieve as much as they would want or could if they had the treatment. So it's really sad and it's definitely not a trend we're jumping on. You know, if you are privileged enough to get diagnosed, because it is a privilege and I hope they make some changes, it's really expensive. You have to see a psychiatrist to get diagnosed in New Zealand and Australia. And then every two years, you basically have to get re-diagnosed or, you know, just assessed again to say yes this person has it because there's special authority numbers if you are having medication. So that renews every two years. That's another cost. Each month you have to, you get the script monthly. So you've got to pay to get a script from your doctor every month. Then you spend usually, I think it's like $30 at the pharmacy to get your medication every month. So it's very expensive and you know, you kind of have to keep on top of it. So there's that side of it, but I sort of am reflecting now and I'm really grateful for some of the resources I've found, which I really wanted to share today because there's so much that goes into it and you know you get diagnosed and you can feel really relieved like I did and I actually have a DM to share with you shortly of someone who listens to the podcast and did get diagnosed and messaged me to tell me which was really special but there almost needs to be like ADHD coaches and people that tell you teach you about things I mean obviously we have responsibility to go out and find our own information like I've been doing but there's so much more that goes into it than just executive function some of the things I was experiencing recently I didn't even realize that was something that was something that people with ADHD are wired to feel, you're programmed to feel these ways. You know, everyone experiences burnout, but we are wired to repetitively go through a pattern of burning out. So I'm learning about that because I don't want to be burnt out. I've been trying to create more balance in my life where I'm not working constantly and I really value my downtime and you know, my relationship, my friendships and just resting and enjoying my life. You know, it's not all about work. And I've been really grateful for these podcasts and other resources and books and experts seminars that I've found online that I've been able to learn from because it's expensive to go to a coach or if you're already having to fork out, you know, a lot of money to get diagnosed, ongoing costs and everything. And there's a lot of things you've learned to cope in the ways you have, which is really cool, but learning that the way you feel, not just in your attention or your productivity or procrastination, there's actually other things I've learned which come with it. I, I know this is very ADHD focused chat right now, but it, it isn't something I think's just if you've 
got ADHD, I think it's really important for anyone. We all experience burnout, right? We all experience feeling overwhelmed or, you know, stress and everything. And I really think it's important that people learn about it, whether it's for themselves or others, so that we can create more awareness and know what it is and not just this thing that naughty little boys at school had. We all had one in our classroom. (laughs) Bless them. They were running up the walls. Um, I definitely know we did in my class and you'd think of them very fondly. And some of the things I found, so I love listening to personal development podcasts and I have been a lot the start of this year and one of those is Mel Robbins who I've spoken about previously I have my personal development podcast that I go to and but then I really wanted something more specific to ADHD and what I was experiencing at that moment the I guess freeze or you know you are becoming such a perfectionist that you are stunted and doing things and I've got a really cool project I've wanted to do for years and I've been sort of oh yeah cool get to it I'll get to it and then you get to do it and you know I'm working on some deadlines at the moment and you're sort of you're thinking in your head oh god this has got to be so perfect that it actually stunts you from starting and I've learned that action you know taking action just starting doing five minutes or whatever it is just starting and doing the thing is really good and sometimes that can be hard because you're in that freeze response I've learned. I discovered this guy called Dr. Ned Halliwell. He is a psychiatrist and a best-selling author. He's actually written over 20 books um, and he has ADHD and dyslexia himself so that's a massive achievement and he's really smart and a really I just love the way he was explaining things. There's nothing more nice than being seen when you're you know you didn't even realize it was part of anything. And, and it's not that you need to label it, but you're going, oh, there's a reason that my brain does this. You know, there's, my, my brain is wired to do this. And I've been listening to his audiobook of ADHD 2.0, which is really interesting. And I'm learning heaps. I also found a really cool podcast I've been binging up, which is the ADHD Women's Wellbeing podcast. I found it so helpful and learning from experts and also the host's own experiences and lifestyle hacks. I think people in general, you know, we all live in this hustle culture, which I hope sort of changes a bit because you don't have to be working constantly to be successful and it doesn't make you feel good, does it? And learning that people with ADHD tend to overwork and like overcompensate, it's that feeling of failure like we experience it so much and that was the thing that I resonated with so much when I got diagnosed because you know I was pretty good at school I did have to work hard to pass things you know I had to study quite hard and I didn't really present a lot of the other well-known symptoms I guess but the thing that I really scored highly on when I did my um when I had the psychiatrist go through everything was the feeling like a failure nothing you do is ever good enough and this is something we all experience. It is something that consistently happens for people on a daily basis sometimes who have ADHD and that overcompensating and, and not being able to switch off and because you always feel like nothing's good enough and you know you go through patches where you're not able to focus or you feel like you're procrastinating a bit so then you feel like you need to keep going to make anything of yourself and so I've really been trying to focus on switching off and getting better sleep because I can recognize that sleep for me and I I mean it must be the same for everyone it derails me and it makes things really worse and I can look back now over the last month or so when it started and recognize that staying up late watching things being in a TikTok hole you know while it seemed fun at the time my brain was seeking out dopamine and and even though I knew I needed to go to sleep that's what set me down a spiral I guess of not feeling very good and feeling overwhelmed and, and having to juggle a lot of things I've been making an effort to go to bed earlier. 
um, which can be hard, but just, you know, staying off your phone a little bit, especially before bed because, you know, the lights and everything, not good. I actually started taking a new supplement. I take magnesium at night. And again, this is not health advice. Um, please check with your health professionals before you take things for you. I just got it at Chemist Warehouse, good old Chemi Warehouse, um, the supplement called Valerian, which I'd had before from my naturopath. And it aids in sleep and getting you to sleep faster and a better sleep. And I've only been taking it this week, but I swear it's been helping. There was one night actually this week where I didn't need to listen to anything to go to sleep. Now, for years, I've needed a podcast or a meditation in my ear to go to sleep. And I'll have a headphone in if I'm with my boyfriend or previously I'd just have my phone like not too loud on out the speaker and I'd have it on a sleep timer so it would turn off when I was asleep. But that was the first night in so long that I was able to go to sleep without listening to anything. It was amazing. So yeah, going to bed earlier seems to help and not get to that point where I'm like awake and can't sleep because I because I've been focusing on getting up earlier. Now my boyfriend gets up early over the past, I've definitely gotten up early as well through different jobs or even just personally, you know, going to a class in the morning, even though it's hard to get up, I have somehow become part of the 5am club again. And I'm not saying that you have to do this or whatever, but for me, I was finding that I needed more time almost for myself and just to set up my day because as soon as it would go like eight o'clock, I'd start feeling quite stressed and have to juggle, you know, multiple jobs or whatever. And it just wasn't a fun feeling. So by getting up earlier, I was already getting up around six-ish, 6.30. By getting up a little bit earlier, I have my little routine. So that's something I've been working on heaps lately is resetting my routines, um, which I am a very routine person. And, and you've got to have a bit of flexibility in that for sure. That's something I've been working on all year. I get up, I get my workout gear on, which I've already laid out for myself the night before just to make it easier, less decisions for you. It's already there. Obviously go brush your teeth and then I do a quick tidy, just like quick reset, you know, like empty the dishwasher, boring stuff. I'll make breakfast if I want a smoothie. I'll do my workout. So I've been doing Keep It Cleaner, that program on the app for a while. I think it's like two years now that I've been doing Kick and they've got these programs now, like a progressive one, which is really cool. So I finished the eight week Kick Fit and now I've moved up to the Kick Pro, which at first I was thinking, oh gosh, is this going to be too hard? Because I remember when I first started Kick Fit, even that was quite challenging, but it's definitely like been fine. And I do those on certain days. And then the other mornings I've been going for a walk slash I've actually been running quite a lot. Although it's starting to get darker in the morning. So the last morning I went out, I just felt there's people around, obviously the early birds with their dogs and stuff, but it just felt a little bit unsafe and you kind of had to have a headphone out and just have your wits about you. So yeah, I just like to get my exercise at the moment done by 7am. And again, you don't have to do that. It's whatever works for you. And then I'm doing a stretch. And these kick challenge workouts are only 20 or so minutes long. It's not super strenuous. It's hard and it's fast, but it's done. And then I'm doing a little stretch. And then I'll do, this week especially, I've been, because I do meditations at night, but I've been doing quick ones in the morning. Some of these are five minutes. Again, on the app, there's so many free ones on YouTube as well. One I've been doing since last year, which is a morning productivity one, which uh, is a friend of uh, all procrastinators or people who feel like they're not doing enough, that's really good. But what I actually introduced this week was the stress one. It's a five minute one and it just resets your nervous system. And that's actually something I've learned so much about through the podcasts that ADHD Women's Wellbeing, also other research. I've been doing things I've been reading and like listening to 
is that focus on your nervous system. I realized I was probably in a state of, in my body, in a bit of stress. And so if you can reset that with breath, it's the fastest way to tell your body it's safe. That's really good. So I've been doing that in the morning and then I, you know, get ready and get on with the day. And some days, so later in the week, I do my own work, but earlier in the week, I'll do little bits of my own work. And then I have freelance hours. You know, I'll start my morning say at like eight o'clock or maybe even a little earlier once I've done everything for myself. And by the way, I'm staying off my phone and off social media during this time. I heard something where they were talking about, you know, you wouldn't let people into your home at 5, 6 a.m. So why are you giving your attention, especially the best of your attention when you've just woken up to, although you might not feel that way, to other people? So, you know, just staying off social media in the morning to a certain point. I mean, if you're going for a walk or a run or exercising, you don't really have time to do that anyway. And I've definitely found that really helpful. So I think I've actually been on my phone less, which is probably part of the reason I haven't really been posting. And I just haven't really been, outside of work stuff, I haven't really been focused on filming or creating anything because you need to listen to your body. And if you're feeling a bit tired, then you just need to rest and use that time so you can get to that point again before you fully burn out and have to lie in bed for a long time. So each morning I do a bit of my own work um, and then I get into, on the days where I need to, the freelance work I do, which is in media, digital content marketing strategy. It's really fun writing stories as well. Um, Yeah, and then I'll have little afternoon blocks, but just what's been really cool is my boyfriend and I will have dinner and then that's it. I'm just making a real effort to put my laptop away, leave it in my office and we watch something. I've just gotten into Outer Banks. I know I'm a little bit behind, but it's really good. I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was sort of more sci-fi, which I'm not huge sci-fi girly, but we're really liking it. And obviously, you know, there's a bit to catch up on. So that's really cool. We've watched some documentaries lately. There's one on Bill Gates. That guy is a genius. Um, so yeah, we love watching docos together. So it's just switching off having a peppermint tea, taking my nighttime supplements to wind down. And I know that it can take me a while to wind down. So just starting that process earlier. And then last night I was asleep before nine, which never really happens. So, you know, you're an adult when you're trying to get more sleep, you know, when you're younger, you just want to stay up late. So yeah, essentially I've just been taking really good care of myself forever in our self-care era, just resetting some things. Um, I was fairly healthy, but just trying to take the very best care of yourself. Last year when I went on medication, it definitely affected my appetite, which is quite common. And so I wasn't really eating enough, especially during the day. You know, people might think that's a good thing, but it's, it's really not. So I've really been focusing on nourishing myself, making sure I'm eating good amounts of protein, Drinking more water. I even downloaded a water app so I can log it and make sure I'm drinking, you know, three liters a day and not drinking too much coffee and just eating. So, yeah, everyone's different in what they experience when they go on medication. I wasn't really able to eat much during the day, but then at night, you know, once the medication's worn off, I'd eat dinner and then I would, because I hadn't eaten all day really, like I'd minimal because I wasn't hungry. I'd have a snack and so just yeah just resetting some habits like that and I'm very careful about what I say when it comes to food and everything knowing how sensitive of a topic that is and we recently had um, Sophie who you can listen to Healthy Board Healthy Mind the dietitian on which was a really cool episode if you haven't already where we talk about all those things I'm really careful about talking about that sort of thing especially as someone who has experienced an eating disorder when I was younger 
but also just being a bit socially aware that people are, it's just, a, you just got to be careful. I mean, listen to experts like Sophie and um, it can be quite triggering for people. So I'm really careful about that. But I, yeah, I have been making sure I'm eating really well. And yeah, it's actually been really wholesome. While I was feeling a little bit burnt out, well, not a little bit, I was feeling a bit burnt out and wondering, you know, when it was going to come back because sometimes I wouldn't have two days off a week because I host a radio show every other week. I have cut down on that. You know, I could potentially stop doing it, but it's like, one of those things that I love doing and it's also part of my job and everything so as a freelancer yeah it's been really good I've really enjoyed just taking good care of myself it's felt quite wholesome there's a really beautiful walk by my house which I've been walking and running quite a lot and I love it it's oh I actually posted a reel on my Belle Crawford Instagram and you can go watch it if you haven't seen it already I use an Emma Chamberlain voiceover iconic but you can see you know part of this little track that I do it's not far from my house but you you know you walk over a boardwalk for part of it but but then as part of the walk, there's actually a little bush track you go through. It's so pretty. And when it's sunny and the light, you know, is reflecting off the trees. I'm a real nature girly. One of my friends, actually, one of my old flatmates came over the other night and she was saying, do you miss, because I used to go for morning beach walks every day. And she said, do you miss that? And I said, not really, because I actually find, like, I love going for walks on the beach. And that was that season, but I was ready for a change and we moved last year. But I actually find the bush a bit more grounding. And I've had that told to me before by, you know, I'd go see practitioners and they'd say, you know, you need to get into nature more. And this one lady was saying to me, the beach is a bit too like busy and like loud. Whereas I just really love like forest sort of vibes and trees. It's really pretty. And I just love the sounds. And, you know, you can hear birds and the cicadas and it's just peaceful and it's really good for you. So yeah, tap into your self-care and it's okay to, you know, I previously would have felt ashamed if I was feeling tired, which is so silly. I'm working on it, but I think, um, you know, you get quite defensive and you don't want anyone to think anything's wrong or, and it's not like nothing's majorly wrong. If you're feeling a bit burnt out, it's pretty normal, but you can get quite protective and you don't want anyone to think there's something really wrong with you when there's not, you're just a bit tired and you just need to take some time for yourself. So it's a reminder to take good care of yourself, make space for yourself Take time and and set up little things in your day. Uh, It's hard to do all the things all the time, and especially if you're juggling children and and work and everything. But I've definitely found just by getting up a little bit earlier, I feel like I have more time. (laughs) And then obviously with that, if you are getting up earlier, you do need to make sure you go to sleep earlier, um, which can be hard, especially if you like being a little glow face like me. Still to come, what I've been watching, listening to, and reading, including a self-help book, which has been game-changer lately for me. We'll be back after a quick break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. First up, Daisy Jones and the Six, which is on Prime Video. Now, after two years of anticipation, we found out they were making a TV adaptation. It has arrived for Taylor Jenkins Reid's best-selling novel, Daisy Jones and the Six, which is about the rise and fall of a fictional band from the 70s. Now, this story took over BookTok and is thought to be inspired by Fleetwood Mac. 
Now, many of us were reading this during the pandemic. It also caught the attention of Reese Witherspoon and her production company, Hello Sunshine. Now, Reese has actually co-produced the series on Amazon Prime Video, which stars Riley Keough as Daisy, an actress in her own right. She's also the daughter of the late Lisa Marie Presley and Alvis's granddaughter. So, of course, a lot of hype around that. Now, there's nothing worse than when a visual spinoff, a, a movie or a TV show, doesn't do a book justice. I mean, you know, you've just got to look at Harry Potter. We, we would have been devastated if that didn't really do it the justice it deserved, which I think it did. But fans have been pretty happy with the series, which, which actually drew inspiration from fan art for costuming and, of course, Daisy's iconic red hair and the blowout, which, oh, we are loving the bangs, the blowout we're all trying to get with our Dyson air apps, or maybe you've got those little rollers, heatless rollers you put in at night. There are 10 episodes all up and they're being released every week at the moment. If you're needing a bit of a wholesome show to watch, reality TV that's not really bitchy, uh, Next in Fashion is definitely for you. It's light, it's wholesome, it's creative. Think a 2023 project runway with a Gen Z twist featuring a diverse group of designers who are competing for this $200,000 prize and the chance to showcase their work to the world. Now, Netflix actually originally cancelled the series after one season, which was co-hosted by, who remembers, millennial it girl Alexa Chung, Tumblr Memories. But it's been reinstated for a second season with queer eye TV personality Tan France, also alongside A-list model and style icon Gigi Hadid. Now, throughout these challenges, you learn more about the designers, and they often have quite like sad backgrounds or things they've overcome to get to where they are. You know, while the world of fashion is brutal, the show actually provides a really safe space when these emotions arrive, arise and you learn a lot about them. And there's some guest judges that turn up as well. You had Donatella Versace, Bella Hadid, of course, uh, Gigi's sister. They have a classic sibling fight, like, well, not fight, just disagreeing over their thoughts. Also, Emma Chamberlain features and Hayley Bieber. What I've been listening to, alongside the personal development ones I shared earlier, they are amazing. If you enjoy listening to podcasts about fraudsters and scammers, same, I've got you covered. As we deal with that constant struggle of finding what to listen to next and, and wanting something that's really good. Now, Something Was Wrong is one of the most successful true crime podcasts and focuses on trauma and recovery from some shocking stories from people's lives and also abusive relationships. And while that sounds really grim, it's often the people who are involved in the story telling it and it's, you know, it's more their stories and things like that. So there are 15 seasons so far to make your way through. I've been listening to a few of them, but I actually recently listened to season 12 and it was so good. And apparently it's one of the most popular seasons There's even like Reddit threads. People have gone down the rabbit hole online. So we hear the story of when a woman called Kenzie that was a pseudonym on the show met this guy called Joe, a man who turns out that he isn't who he says he is. And he's got, there's multiple twists and turns and all these lies. I don't want to spoil anything. So Kenzie was kept anonymous as she tells the story, but she actually was outed online after internet sleuths tracked her down and has since shared more about her experience on social media. So naturally, after listening to six episodes back to back, I went online to find her and, and learn more about the story. Now, this book that's been sitting by my bedside and it's been so amazing as I'm 
you know, trying to get to bed earlier, resetting my nervous system. I've been doing the feet up on the wall thing, which is meant to help and, you know, make you feel calm. I have been reading Be Your Best Self by Rebecca Bella. And Bex is actually going to be on the podcast on the next episode that comes out. I had the honor of chatting with her recently. So whether you already have a bookshelf stacked with self-help books like I do, or you're new to the scene, this book is honestly such a gem. Rebecca is a qualified counselor. She's a self-development coach and a best-selling author of four other books as well you can check out. She writes books for adults and also for children. She started sharing her drawings and you know strategies on her Instagram, which is Journey to Wellness, to help others out with their mental health and now has quite a large following by doing so. So like I said, I chatted to Rebecca and you'll be able to hear this soon about her latest book, which Honestly, it's so good because I love practical tips and there's a lot of practical strategies to change the way you think, you're seeing yourself, improving your mental well-being. And each chapter focuses on a life-changing idea. So covering everything from the inner critic, perfectionism, self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, self-love, soothing your nervous system, and there's so much more. And it offers a guide to change unhelpful ways of thinking in order to help us, you know, feel good and and also become our best selves, which we're already pretty great. This has been my perfect wind down, bedtime reading, as I'm actively trying to switch off and spending less time on the TikTok on the gram. I had a DM, which I mentioned before, from a self-love clubber who said, Hey Belle, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you for your podcast yet on ADHD. It's made me really question what was going on for me, and after thinking about it for ages, I finally got diagnosed today. It feels like the biggest relief ever, so thank you. And I, I loved hearing that so much. I was congratulating them. I was so pleased to hear. She also said, I feel so relieved and validated and like everything I've struggled with finally makes sense. I've definitely noticed it's so much more since having my baby boy last year and I felt like I was going crazy. You're not crazy at all. These are very normal things to be experiencing. And she says, I'm looking forward to seeing how things go with meds and hopefully I can gain more consistency in life. But I'm sure you've helped so many of us. That's so nice. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club. If you haven't already, please make sure that you're subscribed on your podcast app. Hit follow. We are on all of them. You can turn on automatic downloads. If you're enjoying listening, please leave us a five-star rating and take a couple of moments to write us a kind review. And send the link to a friend who you think will enjoy listening as well, who needs some self-love and self-care in their life. Find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram where you can watch our videos, see more of our content. Also, I'm at Belle Crawford on Instagram, Belle underscore Crawford on TikTok for vlogs. And I'll leave all the details in the show notes. Plus, join our private Facebook group. I'll catch you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.